Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Baka 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 Podcast. It's amazing how every time you open your mouth, you prove you're an idiot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Baka Baka Baka. We are an anime podcast that every two weeks we come together to discuss an anime that we've recently watched separately. And we talk about it like we're in a book club. We talk about the characters, we talk about the plot lines, and we talk about, you know, we break it down. And then we turn that same discussion over to our audience so you can continue it because we are just three Bakas. That is the whole concept behind this show. We are discussing the romantic hit of two seasons ago, maybe three now, My Dress Up Darling. Uh, this was my pick of an anime, but it did come from a listener request. And to do it, I need the help of my co-host. First off, we have the devil to my Prada. It's Jeremy. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Haven't been doing a whole lot lately, but um, I did beat Noida, which I'm, I'm proud of. Mm. Yeah, and I didn't watch very many videos of like people giving you tips, which... I should have. I really regret now. <laughs> it's it's such a weird mind bender of a game. Like you don't really know. You were asking me, Jason, like what what are you supposed to do? And really, you're just supposed yeah. to like explore and figure out, find puzzles, and eventually you beat the game. Um, but of course, that's not truly beating the game. There's a lot of additional beating the game that goes on after that. <laughs> it sounds weird. Um, but. Uh, I think yeah. it's after this anime, though. <laughs> yeah, totally. So that was pretty cool. But um, more importantly, we just watched uh, Top Gun Maverick. And I got to say, 10 out of 10, that was fantastic. How am I the last guy on the podcast to watch Top Gun Maverick? Yep. How are you the last guy on, on the podcast to watch a Tom Cruise film? Right. right? He runs like, in it. Like... <laughs> Look, there's three things I know. He's going to fly a plane, he's going to yep. drive a motorcycle, and he's going to yep. run. So, yep. <laughs> Most and likely I'm so explosions. excited about it. Yep. There'll be a girl, too. I mean, it's Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> That's not as Tom Cruise-y as you think. Really? Um, I guess just because we watched the original Top Gun not that long ago. Yeah. He yeah. was he was definitely much better before. So, like, I what I hear, this is just rumor, but, like, in stunts... Cameras up in Tom Cruise's face. Watch Tom Cruise do the stunts. When he kisses a girl, camera's really far away. Is that Tom Cruise? <laughs> it could be a, a stunt double. Uh, That's great. Like, has he been training? I don't think he trained for that. Like, he's not comfortable with that anymore. And, yeah. and that's you know, what I can, I've I can heard. respect that. I can yeah. respect that. That's cool. All right. We also have the Deville to my puppies. It's <laughs> Jason. <laughs> Ruthless. <laughs> Both played by Glenn Close at one time, though. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, it sounds like you both you called us both old ladies, but anyway. Yes, totally. <laughs> uh, I haven't done too much because of my bathroom remodel, so that that's been a blast. Uh, but I, <laughs> you know, obviously the league has started. It's on fire. I'm having fun still, but here we are. Now, you don't mean fire the way Troy usually means fire, as, like, something amazing, right? You mean it's burning down, right? Right. Okay. Um, it's been fixed, but when they first released the 
Wait, wait. You never even said the name of the game. You just said the (laughs) league and assumed everyone knew what you meant. Well, yeah, if anyone has watched this for at least an episode, they'll know it's Path of Exile. We get new listeners. Yeah, it's Paths of Exile. Yes, uh, Path of Exile. Lake of Calandra. I'm not even engaging in the new league mechanic. Uh, No, it... When it first released, it was like, I, I know you're used to killing a monster and getting $10, but now you get $1. Oh, but oh, okay, hold on. Uh, you're complaining about that? Here, we're going to give you 33% of the $1, not the 10 that you had. Oh. So, like, hey, we're giving you a buff, and it's like you get, I now have $1.33. Uh, but, yeah, no, it, they've done some changes. It feels all right. It's definitely less than what we've had in the past. Um, it's not they they haven't done any like major shifts, so not a lot to report. As if anyone cares. <laughs> this is your uh, Path of Exile podcast checking in for the week, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I was gonna stop you, but you, you're so sad about it. I just didn't have the heart to to ruin that. <laughs> My name is Troy. Uh, I, I've been up to a lot of random things. I I got that itch. I don't know if anyone else gets that, but it's just like an itch to collect something, to catalog, to organize, to, to buy. It, it definitely hits once in a while. And then I went through like, but what? Collectible card games are mostly dead. Like I looked at Magic, but so big now and i'm so behind i did start playing arena on the app that's fun but it's not the same i i settled on my just growing my movie collection i have a big movie collection but i haven't been working on it lately because of streaming services and i decided to get back into that so i'm just watching a lot of movies and buying movies where are you on your list of 100 um i didn't finish that in time um i have about like 20 left I did watch, I watched the new Predator movie uh, that's on Hulu, which is weird, but it was, it was fun. It was a, and it does something that Predator movies haven't, and I like all the Predator movies. I don't have, I don't have a bad Predator movie, even though the one with autism was odd, but I I still (laughs) thought it was fun. Um, But it did what the first two, which is do a movie, just a genre movie. And then the third of the way through, drop a Predator and see what happens. (laughs) You know, the first Predator is like this 80s action movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger killing a village of bad guys. And then, boom, a Predator predator shows up and he suddenly is now a final girl. (laughs) Uh, And then the second movie, you know, uh, he's a detective. He's solving murders and a Predator shows up. You know, (laughs) that's cool. So, hey, here's here's a Native American movie and, and Cowboys and Indians and. And a predator shows up. And it was a cool predator. It had like more archaic versions of its technology, so it didn't have the sh- the shoulder cannon, but it had the same targeting system, but with magnetic spikes. It was mm-hmm. it was cool. It was it was it was short. It was fun. It was my daughter's first predator movie. She really liked it. Wow. So it was fun. Maybe she'll have to watch them in like chronological order, <laughs> so she gets to see like 
the Predator as it progressed through history. The the problem is like to her generation selling her on this is an eighties action movie, then a predator shows up and she's like, No, but eighty action movies are, are stupid. No, they weren't. They you were great. Have you seen Commando? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they don't that's a hard sell to her generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. She uh, this is this is a little tiny spoiler for the movie, so skip ahead if you don't want to hear it. She at one point said, "Hey, that mandible, the one of the mouth mandibles, is stupid." I'm like, "What?" And then in the movie, one of the characters rips off the predator's mandible and shoves it into his neck, and she's like, "See?" <laughs> I guess you're right. What do I know about predator movies? I've only watched all of them. Yeah, right. I watched that show too, and that was one of the moments I cringed the hardest. <laughs> what, what about? What about Alien versus Predator? Huh? It was interesting. I still find it fun. Like, yeah. oh, okay. I don't. I guess I don't take the Predator movies seriously. They're just fun. They're yeah. hey, here's an alien with a code of honor that he won't kill children and 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 pregnant women. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're not armed, you're not a target. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, Predators I, was even interesting, even though it was pretty meh. That that was the one with the the autistic kid, right? And the predators are like, "How dare you say that about Gary Busey?" <laughs> that was Predator Two. <laughs> oh, those two. Oh, my bad. I don't remember the kid. I just remember that there was a big predator and a small predator. Is that the right one? I think that was it. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then and there's one where they get taken to an alien planet like a game preserve and they're released and the predators are hunting them that was that was a fun one adrian brody anyway let, let's look we're just trying that one we're trying to talk about like manly stuff before we go talk about dressing up and, and darlings yeah well there's got to be something in this uh, episode that you know <laughs> all of us can really groove with yeah yeah so let's go talk about our anime which we should mention is outside of our wheelhouse. <laughs> but if you pay attention to this anime, <laughs> that's a good thing. <laughs> huh? Huh? All right. So my dress up darling, our non-spoiler review. Jeremy, why don't you start us off? What's your non-spoiler review of it? So it's surprisingly good. I, I, this is like you said, it's way out of my wheelhouse. This is definitely not something I would ever pick up to watch my own. Uh, even though I was saying last week, like, I'm hearing so much praise that I'm curious. That still wouldn't be enough <laughs> to make me pick this up and watch it. It was interesting, though. Um, I thought the dialogue was well-written, and I thought that the characters were believable. And I know that's going to be fun to, to hash out, because we don't all agree about that. Um, but uh, the relationship was interesting. There was enough uh, spontaneity and silliness coming out of the uh, female lead that you know kept me interested. I think without that, I would have been absolutely bored to tears. Like, if she hadn't been such an extreme character, it, it would have been much harder for me to watch this. But, uh, but yeah, overall, um, if you like romance, you like slice of life uh, with, a, with a hint of comedy, like, I, I think you'll love it. Jason, how about you? I, I'm very mixed. Um... It's again out of the wheelhouse, but I didn't particularly like the characters, but I had a stupid grin on my face nearly every episode. So it's definitely a feel good bubblegum, like 
take you through the motions of a teen romance. And I, I think that's the problem is that I'm just, I teen romance just makes me gag me with a spoon. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I can't hate on it too much because the writing was decent. Um, I just didn't like the characters too much. From an objective point of view, this is a very well done anime. It is beautiful. I think the characters. The animation's are, wonderful, yes. Animations are wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> There's some jiggles and some physics that are just yeah. a lot of attention paid to. Um, I enjoyed the character. I think the characters carry this almost completely on their, their own. Uh, the two main characters I found layered and interesting, and I'm in the realistic camp. There is a part of me as a closer to 40 than I would like to be <laughs> who's watching a teen romance and being like, ugh, get on with it. I, I, this yeah. isn't the part that interests me anymore about romance. I, and I've said before, I like the after, you know, the relationship has started. How do we develop? How do we go from friends to, to a, a working relationship? But there's definitely an audience of teenagers who are getting to that part where they're they're yearning for love or just falling in love they're definitely going to relate to this i think that works best for them it, that part doesn't connect with me but i was there once mm. i was 17 years old and i fell in love and married her and i've been married to this day so i remember that and those memories are fond i just like i said it's everything else that's more interesting to me so that it has that against it so what I'm saying is, while I'm usually the romance guy, this is even a little bit beyond me, but this is a good anime. Okay. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think of the OP and the ED? Uh, OP is wonderful. Um, the song's lighthearted. The animation, I, I'll, I'll have to say, beyond the jiggle physics, uh, the... <laughs> animation throughout this entire anime is just top-notch like they did not spare any expense when it comes to the, just about every episode um and the ed was just fine yeah i'm pretty much in the same boat i i was wa uh, re-watching the op on youtube just before we started recording and i happened to click on a 4k version 60 frames per second that was the weirdest experience like everybody looked like they were cut out of the background it was super super weird blasphemous that's yep it's a bad way to watch anime <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i really like the both songs but the the op song i thought really fit the anime well uh, visuals again were really good nothing new there i was disappointed that all the outfits showed up in the op plus some weren't there because there were some i didn't recognize yeah that's true there was oh no 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 because it's um the other characters oh all the characters i didn't it, realize it, that everything that was worked on was there uh and especially some that were like kind of shocking that i was i would have liked to have been revealed alone in the story and and actually yeah so that was a bummer not much to do with the the outro even though i like them dancing in the space helmets and my one of my favorite things of the whole anime is the little alien trying to kiss the boy and him like no 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 and it just keeps repeating it like no 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 and he, he shrinks back and then it falls back and he comes back in again that was cute so well really 
you know, now that criticism anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Now that you mentioned that, actually, I was looking at the synopsis for this show and I happened to wind up looking at the synopsis for like the the written version. I don't know if it's manga or light novel, but whatever that is written. And it calls her an alien, a sexy alien repeatedly. So that obviously like that's who that's who that is. But I, I never clicked. With me, like uh, I never okay. thought that she was that <laughs> foreign to him, but apparently, yeah, it's intended to be so completely different from such completely different worlds that you know she she might as well be a space alien. That was that was funny. All right, before we go on to spoiler sections, our next anime is going to be Dawn of the Witch. This is Jason's pick. It is a fantasy, purely fantasy, and it's not isekai. And it doesn't have a, a name that requires, you know, me to write for five minutes whenever you <laughs> yes. have my notes. So I, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> the, the little wins. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, Dawn of the Witch is next. And before we really go to spoiler sections, I just want to ask, dub or sub? Because I did dub. Sub. sub. Both Wait, are no, sub. Sub, dub. Okay, you did dub. Sub. Let's go on to spoiler section. So if you have not seen My Dress Up Darling and um, if we have convinced you to go watch it, it is a good time to pause the podcast. Give it a thumbs up. My <laughs> star rating just for yeah. helping you find a new anime to watch. Why not? You know, um, no, but yeah, we don't want to spoil anything for anyone. So there will be spoilers after this point. Thank you. My Dress Up Darling takes place in a world very similar to ours. No, it's it's the regular world. Yeah, <laughs> it's Japan. It's Japan. <laughs> He's isekai'd into Japan. You know, you know, I, I say that like whenever we do like a weird sci-fi anime, I'll start with like this is a world like this, and I realize I never say that for the regular stories, <laughs> and maybe people just assume, okay, was this an alien planet? No, this yeah. is a regular world, uh, and we meet our main character as a young boy uh, being shown by his grandfather what are called Hina dolls. Do you guys know anything about Hina dolls? Because I didn't before this anime. Mm-mm. I've seen them, but I, I knew of their existence, but I know nothing of past that. They're, yeah. they're, they're basically really expensive dolls that you put in your home for good luck for your daughters, I believe, mm. when I looked up. Uh, I, I was just looking up to see, like, is it really that weird? Because the main thing is that, like, hey, the main character is, like, Hina dolls. <laughs> I was like, is it really that weird? And actually, they're, they're still pretty popular to this day. Um, they are pretty expensive or they can be so it didn't seem like it'd be that culturally weird weird for someone to enjoy making them but mm-hmm. but here we are in well in the anime. I, I think it was just a kid being a kid and yeah, blurting we, out their opinion as if it's objective we, yeah we we need to talk about we need to talk about the character but we also need to talk about this scene because it does yeah. frame so much but let's start yeah. with with our main character uh what wakana gojo uh, what are your guys' thoughts on Gojo? Uh, I saw this, the, this scene and I was wondering, are we watching a romance or is he going to be a serial killer? Like, this is <laughs> weird. <laughs> so traumatizing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That's, um, it. It's... I, I guess I can kind of understand the obsession with something that you enjoy so thoroughly that you're willing to sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, 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 seriously. It's like 
you're you're willing to sacrifice all your other entertainment or like things you should probably be working on, but you don't. You sacrifice all that time to spend in this one obsession of yours. Um, but I don't. But as far as like getting to high school and not done literally anything else for his entire childhood was a bit beyond stretch for me as far as like a character. And that's why I'm like, okay, he spent all this time in his room and with his grandpa building these dolls. Are there dead cats in the backyard too? Like (laughs) what's, uh, and so it's like, that's part of where I have an issue with where the story goes from here is that we've got this weird kid that is so socially inept that he can't even stand up to literally anyone. And he does definitely break out of his shell more throughout. But then, like, we find out that, oh, I've never been to the beach. What do you mean you've never been to the beach? Are you kidding me? Like, it's within walking distance. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, I And, and yeah, so I don't know. It, the The setup for... Kid knows nothing but Gojo dolls and food. Um, <laughs> it ends up in this situation was a little odd, to say the least. The character himself, he was all right. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty reasonable. Um, you know, growing up as an only kid who's spent a lot of time with my grandparents, I actually saw a, a lot of similarities where I was like, if I didn't have people that I was forced to interact with, I would not have left my house. I would have just kept doing the things I enjoyed to do, you know, build stuff, paint stuff, do things. I could totally, for me, it was, I could see it happening. But at the same time, what are the chances that you're not going to have people that draw you out, you know, that are going to force you to go out and experience things? And so that's where I, I think it's reasonable because what you're saying, because you know, I find it very hard to believe that he didn't even encounter one person in school since that little girl traumatized him so badly and his parents died, which was also traumatizing. But he didn't even encounter one person at school during all those years that, you know, befriended him or he befriended and, and drew him out of his shell. That's that's a little hard to believe, especially because of how nice he is. He's genuinely so kind, um, puts himself out for everybody. And that's going to create opportunities you know, you put yourself out for somebody, eventually somebody's going to notice that and they're going to want to spend time with you. So I, I do agree in that way. But um, but I actually, you know, I, I, I thought his character was interesting in the sense that he had to overcome those issues. Um, and so I was I was OK with them creating them because it was interesting to see him forced out of his shell. It gave the the lead female protagonist, gave Mar- Marine Marine, <laughs> um, uh, an opportunity to, to really shine um, in basically to give her a good light for the kind of personality she has, because it's not necessarily the kind of personality that gets put in the best light usually. So. So, yeah, I, I enjoy his character. Yeah. When the first couple episodes, being completely honest, I was 100 percent in Jason's boat. And in fact, the idea of a character of a human being only have one singular interest their entire mm-hmm. life offended me <laughs> and, and maybe it's it, it's just me because i i'm all like everything interests me Ooh, football Ooh, this Ooh, this uh, comics Orchids. anime 
board games. Yeah, I I have so many interests. It's almost overwhelming. So my, I know my wife's like, you know, maybe only like one or two things. No, I love them all. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was almost offended by it. Uh, but what really got me was how easily he picked up other interests. Like he didn't watch anime and go like, oh, yeah, that's not really my jam. But I could see why you liked it because he was very understanding of other people's interests. But he'd watch an anime and he'd be into it and he'd cry at it. And I I was like, you never even tried an anime just to see. Because he mentions in the first episode, like, I don't share any interest with anyone as they're talking about video games and anime. But he quickly jumps right into these things and likes them as soon as someone asks him to. Or it's, it's part of the what he needs to do for the, the cosplay. So I was bugged by it. However, when we get to later episodes, actually it was the beach episode where I realized this is not a flaw, it's a feature. This was how they were exploring the theme of, because they talk a lot about passions and, and your interests, but it's also experiencing the world, experiencing others' interests, trying new things, informs back to your interest and makes them stronger and better. Um, and, and that's true. And I'm going to tie it back into this podcast. By watching this anime, we will be better anime reviewers tomorrow because we've seen complex characters in different relationships. The next time we watch an anime with giant robots battling each other, but there's a romance in it, we have this in our brain. Either as a, I didn't like that or I did like that. This has informed us even though it's outside our wheelhouse. So I do, I actually did come to like Gojo and... He's a he's a good introvert. I just wish they had shown a little more of the introvert when they never really show him exhausted from dealing with people. Yeah. And yeah. that is a as an introvert, that is a big part of, of my life. Uh, but I like I said, I'm an introvert. My wife's an extrovert. I saw a lot of similarities with the relationship that was building here. Um, but <laughs> I can tell you when I'm in the social frame. Ex- with the exception of my wife, even this podcast, I get tired from it and I need rest and re- recuperation. And I never really got that from him. I wish they had shown that. All right. Now let's talk about the, the, the scene. So our first scene is him being shown the dolls and he loves them. They're beautiful. <clears throat> this is where his passion of obsession begins. And the next scene we see is a little girl seeing him holding a Hina doll and declaring him weird and creepy <laughs> for liking dolls. You're a boy. You can't like dolls. Uh-huh. And she calls him creepy and she runs out. And apparently this one moment of bullying has scarred him so bad he has never yeah. made another friend or ne- never done another thing ever. It didn't stop him from obsessing over Hina dolls. It just made him cut off all social contact. Yeah. I I think it must have come right on the tail of his parents dying. And so, like, he was already mentally and emotionally exhausted. And this just broke him, I guess. I mean, it's it's a little dramatic, but it, like you said, it seems like it's a feature, not a flaw. So this is an exaggeration. Yeah. And as close as they could get to justifying it, maybe. Yes. But. but, I mean, that's like Troy makes fun of me for playing Path of Exile. And then I cut everyone off. Jeremy, <laughs> never, Jeremy never hears from me again. That's right. <laughs> Well, right. to be back when you were a little kid. <laughs> right. More impressive. Again, the anime is saying he's wrong for this. It's not saying this is good. It's saying he actually limited his life and even his experience with Hina dolls because of this choice. Right. I'm just. The, the setup's so outlandish, it's hard to connect with, I guess. 
Yeah, it's wrong and hard to believe. <laughs> uh, just play devil's advocate, even though I completely agreed with everything you just said. <laughs> Do you think it could be a Japanese culture thing? Do you think maybe in their culture it's easier to become a little more single-minded obsession because that's of why the, I didn't their say work ethic not... being a little more driven? Sorry. No, no, I, that's why I refrain from saying, oh, this is an impossibility or nobody does. I don't know if there's someone out there that has had this you know, near exact experience and they've cut everyone off from their lives because of it. Um, I'm just saying that I have not experienced this or seen anyone experience this in my lifetime, uh, which, you know, is, is, is limited to say the least, because I only have so much of my personal experience. Yeah, uh, so that. that's, well, and that's, <laughs> that's what makes this hard to connect with as far as a character, because if, you're bullied over something you love to do and you're going to choose that love to do over that person that bullied you. Why would you cut off literally everyone else, or at least not try to make friends with other people that may understand or may not understand, or they just don't know. Like you go to school, you you're going to eat with other people. Maybe like, I don't know. It was, it was, it was hard. Well, we got, we got an interesting uh, exposition of his inner dialogue quite a bit in the first episode. And this guy comes with baggage. Like, they emphasize so much that when he comes to any possibility of a relationship, he's already closed the doors and said no. So, you know, I agree with you, but I think I think they're seeing all these things, and reasonably so, but they're they're trying to find ways to force the character into this situation and to justify it. And... You know, I don't know, maybe it's Gunpla Hina dolls, <laughs> you know, it's the first thing that comes to my mind. But, um, but yeah, I, I don't know what they could have done to make it more believable that he was such an introvert with absolutely no friends. Maybe he's from out of town. That could have been more successful at making it believable for people like you and, and well, the three of us that are finding it difficult to. Right. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Like, hey, in the last town, I actually had like two other friends who mm -hmm. were. Uh, their grandparents also did Hina dolls, so we grew up together doing the Hina dolls yeah. together. And I never felt the need to branch out of that because we had the shared interest. Now I'm in a new town, and I'm the only Hina doll guy <laughs> there is. Yeah. And I have no idea what the rest of these people are talking about. That yeah. would that would actually be probably a better setup for me. Well, just in a realistic sense. Mm -hmm. Um. Now we're on to when he's he's a teenager. Um. He's a first-year high schooler, so he should be about 15. You called it. Yep, I looked up the ages for all these guys, and yeah, he's 15. He's, yeah. Right under the age of consent for Japan, right? Age 16? Under? I thought I thought it was younger than that. In Japan? Look, it's under yeah. the age of, I feel creepy sometimes watching this. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> exactly. <laughs> However, I will say a lot of the... Uh, Passionate moments that are in this very much fit a 15 year old where you're just at that point yeah. where, you know, your body has said, hey, it's time to do this. But your mind and society are like, no, 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 a couple more years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got to wait. And you're you're stuck in that that zone. Yes, I remember being 15. That's a, that's a rough couple of years. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> um, I'm just goes, glad that we finally see a younger romance where both characters are in the same class. Like, I'm so tired of seeing the 40-year-old, you know, attracted to the 16-year-old. It's like, okay. 
Is that? I don't remember those anime. Is that in a lot of anime we watched? I'm being I'm being dramatic, but it, oh, okay. it does seem it does seem like the girls always like way young. You're right. That's true. That is true. Remember Dimension W? Oh yeah. Uh, I, I, I had she a, was a robot. She was a she was a fresh off the press robot. She was a robot. Right. She looked 13 to me. Raftalia. Yeah. She's definitely yeah. Raftalia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Okay. She leveled. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> in high school, in some high school scenes, we, we see some inner dialogue, like Jeremy mentioned, of him, like watching people talk about anime and him just being like, I don't share any interest with these people. I, I don't have anyone to talk to. I'm very much alone. And then a girl comes crashing into his desk. Mm-hmm. Do we ever find out why she was backflipping across the classroom? Hey, nope. It looked like she was pushed. But yeah, she may have been running and tripped or something too. Like who knows with her? But she's full on backwards and bangs yeah. her head on his desk. Uh, this is how we meet Marine Kitagawa, our 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 dress up darling. So what do we think of Marine? She was fine. Come <laughs> 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 on, man. <laughs> Just so you know, if you can't handle that boo, you're not ready for the comment section, man. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, she she was a high school girl, and she has something that she really likes to do, and she found someone that can assist her with it, and you know. I, I don't know what else to say about her because I didn't I love, find her all that interesting. I love like, this technical 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 analysis she, and summary. She, she was female. She was yes. 16. She had blonde hair. High school. It's like it's a police police profile or something. I just found so many of these scenes 100% unbelievable. Like, I'm just going to... Oh Measurements are taken all the time on top of clothes inside of tailor shops. Rarely do, like, I don't understand. Yeah, okay. Anyways. Well, but they're 15 years Jeremy, old. Jeremy, what did you <laughs> think of her? Because obviously I'm in the minority here. Yeah. Um, I actually really love this character. And it's funny because it's it's a personality that I ordinarily would try to avoid in real life. Yes. Because I would, I would see them as uh, dangerous, unpredictable, and, like, they're going to bring a huge unpredictability factor to my life that I don't want. But as a character observing, she was funny, she was entertaining, and there was more to her than just the um, carefree silliness. I wasn't sure that there was at first, but there are certain scenes in this anime that betray the fact that she's actually a deeper person than she appears to be. And and so that that, I think, is what really endeared her to me. Um, I found her teasing to be... Um, cute and endearing as well. Um, there was definitely like in their relationship, even though it is really you know teenager relationship. Like the way you expressed it, it's the same thing for me, Troy. Where it's like I remember those years, and so there's some nostalgia there. Where I'm like, oh okay, yeah, I remember what this felt like. I remember this kind of uh, energy and emotion, and um, you know, characters like her that you interact with when you're a teenager growing up. And so, I don't know, there was a lot of nostalgia there. She was an entertaining character. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty cool. 
Maybe that's what it was. The nostalgia of that time frame. I did not like that time frame in my life. Did mm. not have fun. Interesting. So there's a scene where they're on the beach, right? And, and I think it really helped me solidify why I love her so much. I find her a very layered character. And you have your first layer where you know they get to the beach and she's just carefree. She's sexy. She's confident. She knows it. She's she's comfortable with her body. She's comfortable with anything. She's not flustered by anything. That's her outer layer. <laughs> then they go and they play in the water and she goes back to get to the beach. She looks at him and she's thinking about how much she loves him. Right. Mm-hmm. And she's giddy and she turns into this little sugar poppy, uh, almost yeah. an airhead. Like, oh, I love so much. I just want to die. I hate it when anyone says I love something so much. I just want to die. Right. And, and it grinded my gears every time she said it. But she's more than that, because then right after that, she like really sees him and she becomes very introspective and almost mature in that moment. And she is all three of those things. She is outwardly very confident. Um, then underneath that, she does have a layer where she's a, a total freaking out nerd about every little thing. and Insane. Mega insane. Yeah. Super mega insane. <laughs> uh, and then there's a mature young woman underneath all of that who I also think has some baggage. The scene where about her contact lenses, I was like, whoa, that is that is very different than what I would have thought would be happening. First, I didn't know she had contact lenses, but the fact that she was so rattled by something like that when she seemed so confident in herself, but, oh, he can't see me like this. Um, that really paused me. And then I'm like, oh, and her, I bet her hair, her hair is dyed, not just the pink, but the blonde, too. I bet she's not really blonde. I bet there's a lot going on in presentation to make herself feel that confidence. That's not really there underneath. That kind of layering of a character, that that kind of interesting take, I'm always going to be there for it. Um, yeah, whenever she said, I'm going to die, I was like, oh, but she was so much more than that. And I, that was what I appreciated about the anime is it said, you know, even someone who's acting kind of bimbo-y, airhead-ish could be more than that. Just like he's not just the one interest he has, which he had to learn. I thought she was a great character. Um, I was actually really intrigued by how every every time they talked about her appearance or about what she was uh, insecure about, like, for instance, her contacts. But also later she mentions the double eyelid, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't know that's what it was called. So that was interesting because I had to go look that up. Um, and then also uh, when you factor in those things with Tanya and I love watching all kinds of different videos on YouTube. And one of the videos there, <laughs> one of the video series, that all kinds, have, all kinds that we really enjoyed for it's not just like the shock value, but also like the awe value is, um, uh, glow ups and glow downs where people will take their makeup off. Mostly women. They'll mm-hmm. take their makeup off and then you'll see like just what went into, getting them to look the way they did with their full makeup on. And what was frequent for uh, Asian girls was tape that was completely shaping their face, like pulling the jaws back, changing. Like they show it a little bit in the eyes and stuff, and they talk about it in this. But the difference is unbelievable. Unbelievable. And granted, these are supposed to be extreme cases. But what I'm marveling at is how unbelievable the differences can be. Like, you can't even recognize the person before and after. And so it was really making me wonder, the more that we got to see that, you know, she she was 
insecure about certain things about her appearance. I was wondering if I was wondering if she already had tape, but she didn't because she didn't know what it was. I was wondering how many other things that she had done to make right. herself look different and what she really looked like, because in the show, it describes her even like in the in the um, summary, it describes her as like a sexy alien. Right. But then she talks about herself. And I know this is a just a girl thing where they all talk about themselves as not being attractive, even if they are. But but I I don't know. I just kind of wondered, wondered if she's just an average girl, but her personality is what knocks her up into the sexy zone. I think if she's modeling, she's probably. Yeah, you're probably right. Actually, physically, <laughs> really attractive. Well, but, but they, do, do the, they do the makeup there. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I do. But I really do think there's some baggage there that we didn't explore, especially like with the dad. It's always gone. She, her mom's dead. Her dad's always gone. She basically lives alone, lives on a steady diet of junk food. Yeah. Um, there's some there's some little flag, red flags there that make me think that there's there's even more going underneath the surface that we didn't get to explore. Uh, but yeah, I like I like how she's not, uh, you know, ashamed of of Gojo. How she's not judgmental of anyone. She, I just found her a really, really well developed, well fleshed out character. Despite what some people say. <laughs> um. So yeah, she hits her head. And when she gets up, she notices he has ink on his arm, which totally embarrasses him. They have some more interactions, like the the scene where he has to clean the class because the other classmates ditch him. But then she shows up to do her part. And she's like, oh, did, where is everyone else? He's like, oh, I said I'd cover it. She's like, you, you can't let people use you like that. Jeremy, you had some thoughts on this scene, though. Yeah, I thought this was really interesting because um, shortly after this, where she's telling him to stand up for himself, she winds up asking for something of him. And it, you know, I, I do want to point out that she would unhesitatingly accept a no. So it's not like she is demanding anything of him. But this kind of primes him to have the character development arc of learning to have confidence and stand up for himself and and say no to people. And yet, the very next thing that she does, he says yes to in kind of a pushover way. Which, I mean, what are you going to do? It's, it's a pretty girl. You don't have a girlfriend. You don't have any friends whatsoever. <laughs> Why wouldn't you say yes? Right? Uh, disagree. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, the scene was actually, the scene you're talking about was pretty done well. So I think we can talk about it when we get to it. But I, I, dis- I disagree with your assessment of okay. the pushover. Well, well, want me to jump us to that scene then real quick in the recap? Uh, sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. So uh, we see that his sewing machine breaks at home, uh, and so he uses the one in the school. She, and he's like, okay, no one will ever see me. No one ever comes in here. But she comes in there, and we reveal it's because she's trying to learn how to do cosplay and has been trying to sew her own outfit, and it's terrible. It, it looks nothing like the source material. And he's, she's like, oh, my God, you sew. Will you help me do this cosplay? And he, he ends up agreeing. He agrees because he connects with her first. He connects with her he because likes... she co- she compliments him on the Hina doll Hina heads. Doll. But not just because of the compliment, but because he sees a bit of himself in her with her obsession with cosplay. But also from listening earlier that you shouldn't judge people based on their interests. 
that he feels a connection to her that it, she he hasn't felt with anyone all school year. So, sure, he says yes because he wants to make a pretty girl feel good, but he also says yes because he feels the connection. Like, he's getting something in return. He's able to spend time with someone that's, A, not going to judge him, and B, who has complimented him on his work, and C, would appreciate the skills that he has, which would create that friendship. So that's why I disagree with the idea that he's being a pushover in this particular situation. Well, first off, I wasn't saying that he was being, I was saying that he could be seen as being. And I do think that you're absolutely right. There's lots of reasons why he would say yes, but a lot of it is subjective. And I know that what they're expressing is what they want us to see. And it's exactly what you described, um, all of those reasons. But at the same time, he has been without friends all these years. And nobody that we've seen has actually derided him for his interest. So, and we since, do see him since, since that. that. Yeah, but right. I'm just since that thing. And yeah. we do see that he is constantly beating himself up in his own mind. So there's a huge hurdle for him to get over in order to accept anyone to be his friend. So I would say if we're just talking subjectivity here and the impressions that we got from their interactions... I would say that my impression is that if a guy showed that much interest or said, you know, hey, want to make a suit for me or something, I would not think he would be as quick to say yes. That's my subjective opinion. But it's not something that I have an issue with so much as something that I thought was interesting because he benefits from this. Like you said, he does get something out of this. But I don't think he went into it thinking he was going to get something out of it, whereas she did. So I'm leaning towards Jason, mm -hmm. and I, I think actually what you said, Jason, was really well said. And, and after what he said, what you mentioned about like if it was a guy, I, I do think he actually would be okay with it. I think, mm. I think if it was a guy and he, had, if a guy came in and complimented him on his Hina doll, I think he would have been like, yeah, I'll, I'll sell you something. You're not judging me for it. I'll help you with something. I don't care. And I I think the subjective subjectivity is a bit skewed out of this particular one because we do hear his internal monologue. If we didn't hear his internal monologue, I would agree with you that it's completely subjective in this particular situation. But, you know, that's, that, again, my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I still think that it's something where it, the benefit <laughs> in the situation is definitely hers. She knows what she's getting when she's coming to it. She's coming to it with an expectation and a hope for fulfillment, whereas he is not coming to this with any kind of a desire for, for fulfillment. That's Yeah, he doesn't ever I get think, paid. Right, well, <laughs> and that's where I think that the difference is, is like she because she knows what she wants and she's going to be getting something concrete out of it, this is not something where it's on equal terms. I... I I did, and I mentioned this in pre-show, I did have the thought during the show, I wish they had explored a little more about his benefit and mm -hmm. and really fleshed that out a little bit more about why he's doing this. And, um, you know, he always says he's having such a fun time. Mm -hmm. He is clearly enjoying it. But I just, I just wish they had kind of made it a little less one-sided where it's, yeah. I'm doing the because cosplay for you. 
he pays for some of the materials for other people. And it's like, you should be getting paid for your hard work. Right. However, I do feel the enemy did a great job of showing that Marine's not abusing him or taking advantage of him. I I do Mm -hmm. want to make sure that that's clear. Um, I just felt that I wish wish the enemy had shown his reason really for for doing it. Yeah. His reason was entirely discovered. And I think that's why I have the impression that I do is because there's no stated benefit for him. It's entirely something that he sees over time. Okay. Mostly. Well, All right, we should go. <laughs> well, yeah, let's we go. It's still in the first episode. Happens <laughs> uh, every time. So, yep. <laughs> well, you know, characters takes a long time. It's we're yeah. our pacing's yeah. fine. Well, Everyone we only knows. have like two main important characters. The other two barely are going to get noticed. So right. I have beef. <laughs> uh, so he's agreed to do this cosplay. So she talks about this character. Uh, this is like the first time we really see her geek out. And he, she starts explaining the plot, <laughs> and it's an it's an erotic game. Um, yeah. uh, this is a good time to point out this is a nothing really nothing R rated happens in the show, but there is a lot of impl- implied R rated <laughs> things happening right off screen or yesterday. <laughs> um, heavily mature ideas, even though you know everything stays clean for the most part but there's a ton of fan service ton of fan service uh, just just be aware and we're to talk about some stuff we might have to mention some words that we don't usually <laughs> say like condom or yeah. other other stuff in that category let's just say just be aware of that for this podcast episode like if your kids listen in the background blame it on marion <laughs> she's the perv <laughs> yeah, she's not shy about this stuff. Nope. Anyway, yeah. So her her favorite character is in her favorite video game is an erotic game, and he <laughs> she pulls out a magazine for a beginner's guide to cosplay. They look up some of the ideas and stuff, and kind of give him a place to start. And they agree that they're going to meet up on Monday again here in the here in the sewing room and start going over uh, measurements. Start getting measurements. That'll be first. Um, and then that night he's like, wait, I'm going to have to measure a female woman <laughs> and all that means. Uh, then she shows up at his house the next day, not waiting till Monday. She's like, let's just do this. Uh, brings him a cake, though. That I, I again, I felt the anime very heavily showed that she's not taking advantage. I love that. And then she comes up to his. She goes straight into his house like he's looking at the cake. She's into the house. She's going straight to his room. And you got to understand, Gojo is so naive about this stuff. Just the idea of a girl in his room is almost sensory overload for him. And in fact, at one point, she sits on his folded up mattress and he can't handle it. He literally has a breakdown of like, Mm -hmm. I'm begging you to get off my mattress. Mm -hmm. So my question is that this irritated the anyways, um, (laughs) this culturally seems to be something that we see in anime, like indirect kiss through eating food, sitting on someone else's bed, being in someone else's bedroom, 
where did he learn all these cultural cues if he's never watched television or movies or made friends or been involved in his own culture in any other way besides Hina dolls? I don't understand why he has such hesitation about you're, this. You're he saying does. he should be so naive that he doesn't even get why a girl sitting on his mattress is a big deal. Would be would be a problem uh, unless you're immersed in the culture. Why would that be a problem unless his grandpa beat it into him that he, this is the way boys are supposed to act? Well, I think how we use that... the word beat for the rest of the episode, please. <laughs> Especially if there's like a tissue box in the background. <laughs> Hey, the anime does that multiple times. Multiple times. Yeah. Yes. Um, I was going to say that that sounds like a discussion of nature versus nurture. Like, have you ever heard of the uh, the winter finch and the summer finch study? No. Uh, so they took a summer finch and a winter finch, and they hatched them in captivity, and then they tested them with puzzles. And the winter finch was consistently able to do all these puzzles that the summer summer finch was not able to do, and that was none of that was through training. That was all through just hereditary knowledge of how to like get seeds out of snow and things like that. So the question becomes, is there a hereditary uncomfortableness in the Japanese genome that, that makes the boys behave like this? I, so that's the oddest question I think you've ever asked on the sandman. Yeah. What a nerd, right? I'm only partially serious here. That is (laughs) my take on Gojo's view of culture is that it's just very old world. Even it's shown shown through the cooking, right? Uh, Marine's cooking is all deep fried. Throw it all in a pan. This sounds good to me, and because he doesn't know any better. Uh, whereas Gojo cooks everything his grandfather has taught him to cook. It's very old world food, and he even eats some of Marine's. Is like, oh, that's actually a good idea. I never would have thought of that. Of course, he mistakes the dish for a different, totally different dish. But yeah, <laughs> I. I, I think that might have something to do with this. So I think he might be aware of social norms from the point of view of an elderly person whose idea of social norms are about 40 years, 50 years back. Maybe. Right. Maybe he watches movies but not anime. Maybe he gets some of his cultural cues from those. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, he has a laptop in his room. Yeah, so he does know how to use the Internet. Right, so that's all. <laughs> Anime can't be the only place where where you see this kind of a behavior or reaction. No, that's not my point. My point was that we're supposed to believe that this kid has had zero friendship contact with other human beings besides school, which he did, makes no friends, and he hasn't seen any media, or at least that's, he says he had. That's but, not like true. He, well, he hasn't seen the horror movies. He hasn't seen anime. He hasn't seen all sorts of other things that people bring up. Like, he's so unfamiliar with this stuff. He's so unfamiliar with culture, he doesn't even have but regular clothes. That's not true. He's very familiar with Japanese traditional clothing and cooking. Everything traditional. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um. If you were watching this anime for the fan service, this episode was a delight for you. Again, I'm a I'm a man who's nearly 40 and these characters are 15. So great animation, animators. Let's just pretend they're not. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I, I have to view this from the point of view of the character, right? Right. Um, so I'm not creepy at all. It's not creepy. Uh, he, she wears a swimsuit so that he can take her measurements. 
so closely for the the cosplay. There's hijinks that ensue about bus size, and she wants to measure her bus point, and he's like, "I couldn't. No way, I can know where your nipples are." Right. I uh, did love how she's like, "Where could they be?" <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I did sometimes feel like she might be just a little too oblivious to how sexually confident she is. Like, she's like literally like, I'll flash you my panties. And like, what? Wait, why are you embarrassed at all? I mean, you got to be aware if you flash anyone your panties, they're probably going to be embarrassed. <laughs> Especially like it's a new friendship, not like. Yeah. This is the episode that just like made me just upset with this character because this character doesn't exist or at least if for me like in my experience i've never heard of or seen a girl that is this outgoing this attractive this uh young and vibrant who is willing to just like completely show off to this nerdy boy that she just met like i don't know it just seems like really far-fetched this whole situation yeah the only thing that i could justify was and I don't think this is enough to justify it, but it's the closest thing I could come to was because she is a model and we only saw a few of the things that she got shot with. They didn't necessarily mean they were bathing suits, but maybe she's a little bit more comfortable with like showing her body or showing, you know, and, and know. who knows with her dad gone, maybe there was some abuse that she hasn't let on to. Who knows? Maybe I, that's, I think that feels no, more no, no, not not from her dad, but from <laughs> oh, oh, like, okay. the 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 jobs she's taken as far as like modeling oh, gigs. That's interesting, but it feels too dark for this cartoon. Yeah, and I feel like it might go the other way, where she's a little be a little less confident if oh, that's true. so vulnerable like that. It, it depends, right? Because like on you the know, psychology. It, well, it depends on like the like if she's getting involved with the wrong people and they're like you know slowly grooming her to like get more and more uh promiscuous then all of a sudden it comes to this point and she's just like yeah no problem they do this all the time mm -hmm. i have heard about that as like i know the top model stuff they've talked about it quite a bit it's like be careful because yeah. you know i watch top model stuff all the time so <laughs> didn't mean to get so dark I just so dark <laughs> no, right? so dark <laughs> so fast well i this I, is I a feel-good booby anime. I can't <laughs> this stand this like, character. We grab the feel-good anime and we pull it, it into our wheelhouse. No, <laughs> right? Sully it. You drag it down. Jason, yes. I completely disagree because I really found her, her sexual confidence refreshing. My only frustration is that she would seem so oblivious to how it would make others feel. Like, she seemed completely shocked when he's flustered whenever she'd do something. But she clearly was doing stuff flirty on purpose like offering to show him sexier underwear but mm -hmm. then when he gets flustered being like what's the big deal like no you knew what the big deal was that's why you made yeah. the joke in the first place which i i don't mind that she's confident enough to make the joke my issue was that she's not understanding how it's landing it, tanya would actually be in your boat because she was watching bits and pieces and this was one of the spots where she said i don't like her and i said why and she says because she knows what she's doing and she's deliberately teasing him, and that's mean. And I was like, that's a that's an interesting take. Yeah. As a 15 year old boy, I think I would be like, tease me more. But <laughs> but I totally get it. Like if you're talking about a mature 
relationship, you definitely don't want that kind of well, behavior. Especially later, though, it's definitely flirty, right? She wants him to be interested, and so she's yeah. definitely showing stuff off. And so from the point of view of flirting, and I think even at this point she's flirting, mm-hmm. and I'm fine with it. But I, again, my issue was her not being fully cognizant of what she's doing to him. Like, she doesn't get, why would you be a weird out? I'm on your mattress. You're almost naked in his room. You're clearly very attractive. And we should point out, this scene ends with him doing her inseam. It seems to indicate there might have been some light touching. Yeah. And she gets heavily flustered mm-hmm. as well. And I did enjoy that. I did enjoy that there is a line where she suddenly loses her confidence and things go, get, she gets flustered as well. So she's not like completely super sexually confident for a 15 year old. She's just very confident in her body. But as soon as it becomes actually sexual, she's a 15 year old girl as well. You know, mm. A 15 year old teenager who is uh, dealing with hormones. I thought it was more hard to believe that Gojo was not uncomfortable. Did not notice. Right? Yeah. Didn't notice anything. I hated the scene. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't hate it. it. I thought no, it was that's not true. I just I I have problems with the show up to this point so far. Uh, she also before she leaves, she gives Gojo the video games for reference material, and the, the episode ends with Grandpa walking in on him watching the game, <laughs> which he's doing completely professionally, like paying attention completely to the clothes. But there's clearly like some adult activity, adult activity yeah. happening on the screen. I love that the grandpa even says, like, I guess this is normal for his age, but why is he staring at it so intently like that? <laughs> yeah, why is he taking notes? <laughs> why is he taking notes? <laughs> Look, sometimes that was really you got to take notes, though. That's, yeah, I, that's I mean, not weird. <laughs> not weird at all. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> next episode. Oh, yeah. So speaking of the tissue box, the next episode is him having an erotic dream yeah. of Marine acting out like she's in the game to him and we just see a box of tissues in the corner yes uh you know what i appreciated that i have seen a ton of anime with horny boys who are always going after panties or whatever i don't see many where it shows that a boy reaches a point where he i shouldn't say i mean boy yeah where you right go word. with that troy boys <laughs> right 15 year old boy got a 15 year old boy Let's 15 year old boy got, thank you thank you um i felt weird calling a boy too at the same time this is this is a landmine of an anime right. <laughs> why are thought, we doing this again yeah <laughs> i i thought it was refreshingly honest yes thank you that That's, is what i wanted yeah. to get across yes <laughs> jeremy uh, to the rescue yeah <laughs> So the next day at school, he's very awkward around her. He feels uh, <laughs> post clarity. <laughs> and Nicely we're back. Done. Nicely done. <laughs> uh, he also like she comes up to him in the hall and she's talking to him and her friends start talking to him and then they leave. Uh, and then the others like students around her start gossiping about them like Is that schlub her, her boyfriend. And he gets really embarrassed. And he gets really down on himself. Quick note about the friends. I love that there was never any drama with the friends. No, you're stealing my friend away. No, oh, you spend too much time with your boyfriend. No teasing her because she's hanging out with this guy. 
it's it's indicated yeah it's yeah. indicated she still spends time with her friends and she spends a lot of time with gojo and at never point is that an issue for anyone i don't know if that happens in the future but i really enjoyed it for these episodes of the anime i figured they weren't going to get a lot of time because they all looked a bit more washed out like <laughs> their hair colors her, and her stuff her best friend like, looked like a character design the little uh Lola, lolita goth character yeah yeah, yeah. but the other two i was like Man, that's background colors. Yeah, right yeah, there. Your, your background. <laughs> uh, he starts hiding from her, and so she we get this great scene so of her dumb. looking for him. But not unreasonable. Like, no. don't, I agree, it was dumb, but no. I can see it happening. Uh, you've you've never hid from a crush because you were embarrassed. <laughs> I no no, no. Yeah. okay. Embarrassed is one thing. His yeah. reasons for running were dumb. What? He thought he was going to make her look bad because he was hanging around her because he has such a terrible vision of himself that he didn't want to sully her reputation. Right. So he yeah, tried to stay away true. from her. I thought that was I thought it was dumb. I thought it was unrealistic. And I just didn't like this. Uh, I will say when she found him on the corner and he's like, how'd you find me? She's like, you're sitting in the middle of the sidewalk. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> That was good. <laughs> like, who, do you, who do you think you're hiding from right here? I, yeah. I disagree. I felt this. 15-year-old me felt this scene. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't connect with it, so. Jason, you were an extrovert. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I was not. Yeah. I was you not were, an too. You... Yeah. <laughs> okay, we grew it, up together. It... I remember, like, man, I remember thinking growing up, Man, Jason can talk to anybody, yeah. and I can't talk to a squirrel if I needed to. <laughs> you had more friends too; like I, you had okay. way more friends. <laughs> yes, i i was I was not an introvert, but I don't think I was particularly outgoing. Or is it like either you're introvert or either you're extrovert? Is there no, no in it's between? It's not like I'm an expert. I assume uh, it was one or the other. There's definitely a gradient, but I don't think you're in the middle. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, maybe I just have a skewed vision of myself. Even now, like, we had dinner not too long ago. Your outgoingness always impresses me, whereas I feel like I am pushing myself to my limit just to have normal human conversations. That's just how I feel all the time. It's yes. actually my wife, too. My wife, she's able to talk to anyone, anytime, and I'm always so impressed with her. That's why she handles 90% of social interactions when we're in a group. I let her talk. Because then I don't have to, and she's comfortable doing it, and then I have just enough skill to get through that ten percent I have to handle. Yes. God, how do you manage a team? I use her as a <laughs> jumping-off point. I use Tanya as a jumping-off point. Like you just kind of jump in and riff off of whatever she's talking about. Maybe that's where the disconnect comes from. I just don't understand Gojo. Yeah. Yeah. My wife is definitely not Marine, and I'm definitely not Gojo. Like I'm the one who shows her movies. Uh, but there is a lot about the extrovert introvert relationship that I, especially at the beginning, specifically being having low self esteem and not believing that there's any way this girl could like you, and her being like, "It's so freaking obvious. What are you doing?" Mm -hmm. That was my courtship when I was in high school with my wife. One hundred percent. All right. Thank you for coming to our therapy session. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Way more I, than anyone wants to know about us. <laughs> it, I under okay. So let let me back up just a little bit. I want to make this point. It, if he was running away the whole time because he was embarrassed, or he just he felt bad about himself, or he didn't 
like he he had this crush on her but couldn't bring himself to like face her like 100% can understand that but this idea that i'm such an awful piece of mud that if i'm next to her it's going to make her look bad therefore i need to run from her i don't understand that at all he doesn't understand social hierarchies like he he's like this is a popular person being around me will literally ruin that whereas to her that doesn't matter because I've she never ha- understood that hierarchy. It's like if someone talks to me, someone talks to me. Right. That's what she would say. That's her right. point of view. The she, extrovert. She's, yeah, she's extroverted. <laughs> she, it, she's considered popular, but she doesn't care about that kind of stuff. She's not worried about reputation. Someone who's outside of it thinks that must be important. That must be something she has to worry about. She's like, that's freaking stupid. What are you talking about? Takes his hand. Let's go shopping. Yeah, my you're you're one hundred percent in her boat. Yeah, and I can't stand her. <laughs> <laughs> my interpretation of it was that uh, it's ripping off the bandaid early. Like, if this is going to mess up the hierarchy, she's going to just disappear anyway. She's going to leave anyways. So just say goodbye now, so that you're in control of the loss and you don't have to deal with that pain at an unexpected time. That was how I interpreted it because that's you know, yeah, okay. that seems logical. The- the only thing there's one scene where she goes, I can't be in love with a uh, something seamstress or cute seamstress where she acknowledges that he's a little bit different Weird. Mm. And, and, mm-hmm. and that this is this isn't exactly a socially norm relationship she's getting into. Other than that, it doesn't seem like she gives a crap whatsoever about any of that. Mm hmm. And even when she says that, she's saying it with excitement, too. She's almost like, oh, yeah. She's trying to deny her own feelings. (laughs) Gleefully. (laughs) Uh, They we get a shopping montage. Man, he says this heavy fabric will work perfect. And I'm like, oh, that's going to be hot. Uh (laughs) I'm a nerd. Uh, They go wig shopping. Uh, She's also... Off, you know, she's like, I'm paying for all of this. I, I work jobs to do this cosplay. I've been saving up to do cosplay. I'm paying. And he does buy stuff once in a while. But for the most part, she considers this her financial responsibility. I like that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does carry most of the bags, though. She better be paying for it. <laughs> yeah, that was my thought. Like, but that's not his thought. His thought is I'll I should be splitting the cost. This is our endeavor. But. See, this I is agree. Where, I agree, Jason. This is one of the reasons why I looked at it as like his mindset sure seems like that of a pushover. Like he's yeah. just going to take the entire burden on himself. That I can see. Yeah. Uh, they do the wig shop. We see that he is highly observant, and she is not because she's like black wig. He's like slightly purple <laughs> wig because you want it to match the shininess. And she's like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> I love the notes he takes every time that he diagrams out an outfit. So good. I paused and started reading them on the first one. <laughs> it's really cool. Imagine if he was in the Mech Warrior. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Tanya came <laughs> over and she's like, that looks like one of your papers. And I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm loving it. This this 100% feels, not this scene now that you're describing it, I'm going, it's role reverse for my wife and I. Like, she's fairly internalized but like if i go hey that's red she's like no it's maroon I'm like it, red she, no it, it's it, 
men are just not good with color usually i don't know what's with yeah those, um, so. <laughs> it, that's that's blue well no it's teal i guess it's kind of green isn't it no it's teal <laughs> yeah um, i'm bad green. with colors too yeah um oh then there's the underwear shop this is again where <laughs> she embarrasses on purpose yeah shows him the garter belt that she's wearing and then offers to put on something sexier as payment for him. She uh, knows what she's doing. Yeah. She's being very... She is not dense. She knows what she's doing. I wish... You know, because eventually she admits, like, I'm in love with this guy. But I wish she, there was something of... I'm openly flirting with him, or I like him, or I, I, I'm enjoying looking at a relationship with this so it wasn't just teasing because i can see right. what tanya was saying when she saw that scene is like she's just teasing him without <laughs> and that, uh, the idea that there's affection there mm-hmm. um, it is just teasing right mm-hmm. it comes it can it can come across as me i personally didn't see it that way but you know i can totally understand how she did especially because where it goes right you know, clearly yeah. feelings are, are growing mm-hmm. but, yeah uh they go to dinner they have ramen. <laughs> Get a great scene of them discussing scenes from the video game as they leave the ramen shop. Yes. Just bluntly, out loud, very matter-of-factly. And the ramen customers are like, what is with teenagers these days? <laughs> so That's a great scene. Yeah. Uh, they discuss famous cosplayers. I think this is where we first hear about Juju uh, on the cosplay website that she uses. And... He, Gojo has this mon- monologue about the fir- first time he saw a Hina doll and what beauty means to him. So he doesn't use the word beautiful unless he really means it. And I know that Gojo means it 100% authentically. And, and it's great. You-, you hear that line, you're like, this is going to come back in the anime. It's going to pay yeah. off. It's great. Also, what a great line, guys. <laughs> What a setup, man. If he w- if he was trying to make a move, that was a good move. Yeah, yeah, you're right. For wooing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I only say it if I really mean it. Oh, man. And you're just saving that up. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. The line's good. Where it came from, I don't understand. I guess maybe just because I'm not in that culture, yeah. but it's 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 plastic and wood and hair that's not a person no no well, oh, we're about to get into what is art i can hear yeah. it. <laughs> the train coming i don't want to know what is art. <laughs> hey if everything's art nothing's <laughs> that's true the next it'll be a toilet <laughs> but this hina doll scares me and i I got to say that just because like I was showing Tanya the dimensions of it from the side and how big the forehead is on it. And it, it's a very unusual. Um, it's almost like the same thing you get when you have those Russian dolls that I can never remember the names of that are stacked inside of each other. Right. Mm-hmm. There's just it's a really unusual form to some of these older traditional forms of art that kind of creeps me out. So I don't understand how it's it's beautiful, even though I, I get that, like, like you're saying art, 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 whatever. But, man, it terrifies Subjective. me. <laughs> also, one of my top three fears of all time is is creepy dolls. So I hear yeah. you. I hear you. <laughs> yeah. 
creepy dolls that move on their own, ghost girls, and toilet ghosts. Everybody. Yes. The audience is really getting to know us this episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, oh, okay. At the end of this, uh, there's a cosplay event in two weeks. Marine just kind of casually mentions that, and he realizes, holy crap, I have so much work to do to get this done in two weeks. And so the next episode is about um, him trying to deal with this time frame. His grandfather gets hurt uh, and goes to stay with his cousin. Why does he get hurt? Oh, yeah, oh God, that was great. <laughs> he falls down because he sees him with the garter, right? Yeah, and he's like, is that is that the his garter? Like, yeah. what are those? Why does he it have shocks that? him so much that he falls oh, and it, like the stair hits his back. Yep. So yeah, grandpa goes to the hospital. He's staying with a cousin, so he's having to constantly visit his grandfather. Um, Marine mentions, "Hey, yeah, finals are coming or midterms. Midterms are coming up, so there's a ton of studying to do." I uh, thought he... this was him going to the arc where he's like, "I took too much. I said too. I said yes too many times, and now I can't complete what I agreed to complete. I have to say no." But right. it, that's not what it wound up being. No. Not at all. But he does end up beating himself up for always saying to quit saying that. <laughs> he's, he's, he's beating himself again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> not this anime, beat, man. <laughs> I said beat up, not beat oh, up. That's true. <laughs> There's an episode where he does both. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> for adults. <laughs> All right. Also, uh, there's a tour that's coming to the, the the doll factory or the doll their home where they make the dolls. Yeah. Uh, basically, he gets because over. He says yes. I mean, it's it. But they need the of... money again. Yeah. Sure. Sure. But you kind of like glossed over this arc. Like this is what we're talking about was taking on stuff. Like he had the opportunity to say no here because not it wasn't marked off on the calendar, but. He has so much to do, and because he can't say no, he ends up taking on this extra burden during this super busy time frame. You're right. Sorry. Push over. <laughs> Choice of uh, He ends up scolding himself mentally <laughs> so that uh, because he's not able to get stuff done, and then he thinks about his he's grandfather's work ethic, <laughs> and he gets it done. Which I don't think, like you guys said, was the lesson to take away from this, but he does. Right. And then he shows it to Maureen, and she's like, wow. And he's like, yeah, so we can do the cosplay event tomorrow. And she's like, wait, what? No, 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 that was just, there's a ton of cosplay events. That was just the next one. You didn't have to get this done. We we could have done what everyone was ready when this was done. Realizes this misunderstanding is her fault. Actually cries. Love this scene because she actually cares um and, and she breaks down because of how much he had to have put himself through to get this done but he's like hey don't worry about it let's let's try it on and so they do and they're both really happy with how it fits and how it works they, they the do boot bags the boot bags. bags are perfect <laughs> <laughs> or is it i think it's singular i think it's a singular boot bag <laughs> in the english dub she says bags Really, I think yeah. in the in the sub it, it's bag, boob oh. bag. Interesting, etymological difference. <laughs> <laughs> All right, they. Uh, this is a topic a... that is very important to me. 
<laughs> they do a photo shoot with his phone in his room with the cosplay, and they decide to go do the event. Um, and then at the event, she's very popular. The f- people are coming out to ask pictures. The first guy is like this slightly overweight guy in glasses, and I'm like, wait, what are they trying to say? Because, again, she's an erotic game character, right? Mm-hmm. And so he comes up, but he's perfectly nice. And they're talking about, like, yeah, he's my favorite character. He's like, yeah, mine too. And I'm like, it's, it's different coming from someone yeah. on that way. But then, now, like... Oh, go ahead. I, I was going to say, you guys saw the screenshot I sent in chat, right, about this? Did you? Mineral Blue? The no? last screenshot you sent was kind of uh, disgusting. Well, that was because it was about you. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> and the pre-show um but uh but no it was uh there was there's a channel that's really really popular with cosplaying and then the channel's called mineral blue and the guy is he has that body type he has glasses very similar to that and he often will have oh, yeah, yeah. shots of himself in the camera with the cosplayer and or your, your. Yeah, yeah. He reminded me so this shot reminded me so much of Mineral Blue. I thought I wonder if this is a cameo of this guy cuz he's been around for years. I thought that picture was about your <laughs> your cosplayer. I thought that was Mineral Blue. Sorry. Oh my god. No, no, it was the guy, the guy in the picture. The guy. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. Um okay, so okay, now I feel also... really really terrible about everything I just said. It's, it's oh, okay, just that... so that body think, type in sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, Troy. I think you're 100 percent right, right. <laughs> but it's not uncommon. So like I've been the packs probably six times, and it happened. There, there's always either video game characters or anime characters that show up that are dressed very, you know, worse than what we see there, um, or better depending on your position. And there's always the, if I wasn't at a PAX event, that might seem creepy kind of guy come up with a camera and ask for photos. And they always love it. They always say yes. Um, and because that's that's why they're there at the event, right? They want their picture taken. That's the, that's the whole point. Okay, so Jason, you went to PAX yes. like six times, you said? Yeah. I went to a Comic-Con that was local once in Spokane, and there were too many people there and i had to go into a hallway and wait and then leave that is the difference between introvert and extrovert okay <laughs> i was at a wedding two weeks ago i, I just had to leave because there's just so many people talking yeah. at once it was just i just couldn't do non-stop it. noise and i, I was just like yep. you, you gotta go i missed i would i would drive downtown and I, I would I would be like I can't I can't drive down here. There's too many cars on the road. It's too close. It took a long time. I'm fine with it now. But oh man, input. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> Again, therapy. Therapy. You guys therapy. aren't you listeners aren't charging us for this, right? This is right. pro yeah. bono work you're doing. <laughs> hey, we're six years old now. <laughs> Get yeah, we're, we're almost six. <laughs> we can talk about. Beating it and yeah. <laughs> I, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Groans. Uh, all I was beep, saying beep. is that that beep, beep. 
that character trope is usually used in a very negative way. And I was worried they were about to do that. And they didn't. And then, like, a very normal guy looking guy comes up. I say that as a fat guy with glasses. I should say this. I'm normal. That guy, <laughs> that skinny, weird guy. Comes we get up. to define skinny normal. Guy. Uh, we're physically fit. The one idiot. that the one that looked like <laughs> yeah. a soccer mom, like in a dress and sweater. That yeah, <laughs> for like the final picture, I was like, okay, what? You played the erotic game? <laughs> apparently, right. apparently. Um, but so so Gojo's watching all this, and he's like, I'm super happy. Look how happy she is. You can clearly tell he's falling in love in this moment. It's got a very much of a the the moment happens. But he's like, I guess this is over. You know, we we completed the project. She comes running up to him, and she admits, "I was so excited about the boob bag that I stuffed my bra <laughs> this twice. morning twice, <laughs> and now the dress is breaking." And he's like, "We had exact measurements." And she's like, "Also, it's really freaking hot." He's like, "That's right, we use the heavy fabric." So they go to a stairwell to cool down. He puts some cold compresses. She's wiping her boob sweat off all <laughs> all in front of him. Um, <laughs> She makes him like wipe off her back. Very, you know, just very the moments, mm-hmm. compromising moments, but nothing too far. Uh, but she does mention like she's excited for the next one. And then before they leave, she goes and completes the photo shoot with the lady, even though she gets a upskirt shot because of the wind. And But Marine's like, oh, I wasn't smiling right. And, and both Gojo and this lady who took the picture are like, we just saw your it's her shorts. shorts. She wore shorts underneath, but still, like, she they got flashed the underside of the dress, and they're like, oh, no. And she's like, oh, I wasn't smiling. Again, she's just very comfortable and doesn't really yeah. care. And then they ride the subway home and talk about how great experience it was. Oh, this is where she asks about the next cosplay, making him happy, and he starts to fall asleep, and he mentions how beautiful she was. And, you know... Line up the shot and sink it. You know, that, that'll that do it. She's in love. Almost yep. like it was written that way. Almost like <laughs> it was written that way. <laughs> I am I actually thought they were going to save this till the final episode, but they, oh, they, okay. they pulled the trigger quick. So, yeah. So well, did he. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> and repeatedly. Um, okay. I, I, I was kind of surprised that they chose to do it this way, but it gave her a huge amount of time to develop almost independently of him an attraction to him that was kind of interesting whereas if he'd said it and meant it and been like trying to land the shot so to speak then i think it would have it would have been a completely different scenario because they would have both been constantly embarrassed about what they think and feel towards each other so this was kind of cool because it was just her i haven't seen that before and and of course to clarify i'm completely joking about this was not a setup he is very 100 percent Authentic, and he yeah. says it. That's just his character. Yep. I, I am aware of that. I was, I <laughs> All right. In the next episode, they wash the wig together. Grandpa comes home, finally gets the full story of what's been going on. He's just happy his grandson has a friend. He gets hurt again. <laughs> yeah, he does. Pretty girl in the house. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, he examines the dress and really appreciates the stitch work. And then we get the scene of Marine. I like this scene a lot where she's gushing about how she's falling in love. Well, yes, because it seemed genuine because she was watching him and his 
grandpa, mm-hmm. like really discussing this piece of thing that she loved, right? Like mm-hmm. and this the and that that like really endeared her to him. Of course, I do love the line inside her head is like, I, I can't be like this can't work. He's too much of like a grandpa's boy. Yeah. I've never heard of a grandpa's boy. That that's yeah. a new one for me. <laughs> Isn't there a movie called Grandpa's Boy? Johnny Knoxville? Not that I've seen. But I'm No, that was bad grandpa. And I'm thinking grandma's boy. <laughs> bad Santa? No, there was a movie called Bad oh. Grandpa. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, he takes her home and she's all she's starting to feel flustered when they talk and she's a little worried about that but she heads home then we come to a rainy day and a girl comes to the shop a li- what looks like a little girl anime sometimes anime I know this, yeah. this does not need to happen yeah this whole I, I, I was very frustrated with this episode so mm-hmm. yeah the uh he comes home and Grandpa's like, "Oh yeah, one of your uh, a friend of yours showed up. Uh, was completely soaked. I let him lose the bathroom or take a go take a bath, uh, and I'm out." And and Gojo's first thought is, "It must be con artist <laughs> tricking Grandpa." <laughs> so he runs and he throws the bathroom door open on a completely naked girl who we at this point have not been told is actually older than him. She looks like twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she's a she's a lolly. She's I hate. <laughs> I know there's people who love lolly characters. I could never see a lolly character again and be happy. <laughs> this, this character could have been 40 years old. I just did not see the need for this entire scene. Yeah, and, and this scene, even though, okay, I'll admit I laughed at the joke. So he throws the door open, she slips, legs spread open, and I, he makes the joke about seeing Hina dolls with no hair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I chuckled at that, but it's also weirdly inappropriate, even for this anime. It's so bizarre that he would do this in the first place. Like, no knocking, no anything. No, he's so shy. Mm-hmm. This this seemed like a really big stretch for a really it dirty really joke. Really forced. Yeah, yeah, really forced. Mm-hmm. And the joke wasn't even that good. It's like, yeah, it was only mildly funny. I, I chuckled, but I have. I did yeah. not. Twisted since. <laughs> but you had a dumb grin on your face, right? No. <laughs> no? I said okay. most of the episodes. Most I did not say all episodes. of them. Okay. <laughs> so he gives her some clean clothes to wear, and she's like, hey, I want to see your work. And he's like, okay. He shows her the Hina dolls, and she's like, these are really pretty. What the heck are you showing me? I don't want to see your stupid doll collection. <laughs> um, she's a cosplayer, and she had seen Marine's photos because they had made an account on the, the cosplay site and had seen them at the cosplay convention and had stalked him back to here because she wants to purchase a cosplay from him. And then she blackmails him. And then she blackmails him. <laughs> She'll call the cops if he doesn't. Uh, he's he's down with it. He calls Marine. She comes over and this is the cosplayer Juju that they had talked about. Her real name is uh, Su. Sajuna Inui, Sajuna Inui, but I'm going to sure. call her Juju because there is another Inui character too, and it's just easier to call her Juju. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is Juju, the cosplayer. Uh, she's a second year in high school, even though she looks 13. Because anime gala lolly. 
Yeah, and they they really play with that with this one too, like with her little sister. Yeah. As soon I don't as like I heard that she, one either. Yeah, as soon as I heard she had a little sister, I was like, okay, so she's gonna be six feet tall and massive. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Massive. Massive is a great word to use. Yep. <laughs> she wants to cosplay for her favorite magical girl anime. She wants to play one of the side magical girls who gets uh, taken over by evil because of her sister being the leader of the bad guys. And they explain this plot to him, and uh, Maureen asks if she can cosplay too. She wants to play the older sister, and she says no. But then they talk. She talks about how she's got to rent a studio for a photo shoot, and they're like, "Well, we'll help pay for the photo shoot if we can do it with you." And so she agrees, so she can save a lot of money. Um, so Gojo decides he needs to watch the anime and finds out it's 126 episodes. <laughs> I love his deadpan reactions. Again, the, this is where I felt the English dub voice actor did a great job. Only 126. <laughs> he he did pretty much the same thing for the, the sub. Yeah. Some good stuff. Yep. Uh, then there's a great conversation with his grandpa who looks at one of his latest Hina doll face paintings. Now he's really good at making the dresses again because he's good with uh, sewing, but he struggles with the face painting. And the grandpa notes you're you're doing a lot better. Your your work is more confident. Um, your lines are stronger. And he's like, I, I think it's because of the cosplay. I think uh, you're observing beauty in the world and it's showing in your work. Again, exploring the the two themes of this anime are: hey, your interests are valid no matter what they are. There's no no one's interests are more valid than anyone else's and if you only focus on your interest, you're really holding yourself back and interest compounding each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so then he goes over to to pick up the anime because uh, Marie knows the whole show on DVD. So he goes to get it and she's like, well, why don't you just watch some here so you don't have to carry as much? So he's, he's like, OK. She had answered the door like in her nightgown. And he had freaked out because, like, he could see things were pointing out through the mm-hmm. fabric. But she freaked out because her pink contacts were in. Which I missed. Yeah, I had did. to actually, I had to, like, rewind it a little and go, oh, she's, she's got brown eyes. Yeah, I, I actually rewound it, too. Same. Like, it, it yep. totally, Come on, guys. We were not looking at that part of it. Nope. The, the anime did not want <laughs> you to look at that part. <laughs> she was drawn not to be looked at that part of it. Yep. Yes, I also went back and double checked. As, as a 40 year old man, that's all. I, I only saw her eyes. That's <laughs> why you rewound it to look at her eyes uh, again. That's right. <laughs> that is why. No, no, no. I did rewind it for the eyes. But it is definitely my fault that I missed the eyes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they. She also does put on a sweatshirt. Should be noted, but she, it, she did not care about that. It's not a very well covering. She put on an apron. Later, she puts on it, but she she like covered her chest. She does note later. She's oh, like, I'm, I'm not wearing a bra. A bra. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I bet he didn't notice. <laughs> Guys never <laughs> notice that kind of thing. Never. We're oblivious. We're monsters. <laughs> and, and that's this is this is the first moment where I started to think of oh it has. Has she been uh, assisted in getting used to this kind of thing? Oh, that's, interesting. Don't, don't bring that back up. Thank you for yeah. letting <laughs> us know. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, this isn't normal. Yeah, she, that's true. 
she gets excited that they're on a home date. So she decides to make them lunch. And he's a little he's like, I'll make lunch because she has started eating dinner with them. She only eats, yeah, she just eats fried rice all the time. Uh, but she decides to make them uh, omelet rice. Uh, omelet rice, yeah. Omelet rice. Well, you, wait, you make really delicious rice. You cover it with an omelet and then you open up the omelet and it mixes with rice. Yep. Uh, and she's like, oh, and I could write in, in the ketchup. Love. Yes. <laughs> she's like, oh, am I going to do this? Am I going to do this? I'm going to do this. And so she makes the food and she's like, this food is coming out great. And then we see the final product and it's all messy. And she did write love on it. And he eats it, and no, he's like, no, "No, she didn't. She didn't. Wait, the, isn't the kanji love? No, no, she wrote sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Did my did I not see the kanji? Did it not pop up for me? Because I, I just assumed she wrote love. No, in the dub it has the kanji, but then underneath it, in it, it says sorry. Ah. Yeah. Okay, so uh. <laughs> yeah, he he, but he likes the food, and she's really excited. And then he yeah, looked, he didn't even notice it said sorry. Nope. But he, so I thought it said love because he said he looks at it and says she must really love rice or omelet rice. Hmm. So that was my assumption. I actually showed this scene. This no. Scene. Okay. So the reason that they did that is one because she mentioned the rice from before, but also he mistakes this as fried, fried rice. rice. Yeah. Not omelet rice. Uh, he thinks that the egg he is. He thinks she only eats fried rice because <laughs> it turned into <laughs> fried rice anyway, basically. Right. That's the joke. Yep. There you go. Okay. Well, I did show this scene to my wife because <laughs> I thought it said love and that his interpretation of that was she really loves rice. <laughs> I showed oh. that to my wife and she goes, Yeah, that was you when I was trying to get your attention. And flirt with you, that you were so oblivious that you would see something like that and say she must just really love rice. <laughs> uh, so that's where that's where I really connected with the Gojo. I was like, okay, I, I get, I'm getting him. I'm starting to figure this guy out. <laughs> apparently, I was wrong. Uh, yeah. So they watched the whole anime. He loves it so much. He cries at the end. Um, I do love how every time we see a different source material, we didn't really see the erotic game, but we well, some scene. Uh, the art style changes that they they do. This almost looks like almost Madoka Magica. Yeah, um, I got really I love, strong vibes. I, now. I love that it's Esdeath that has the powers of Vegeta. Yeah, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah. Uh, then he talks to Juju on the phone and asks her for some advice, like about how do you change your eye shape, and he learns about eye tape and. She talks about her photographer, and he's like, oh, we're just using the phone. She's like, yeah, you should probably get a good camera. Um, he's like, can I ask your photographer some questions? Uh, and she's like, yeah, we'll, we'll have a lunch and, and meet up. Uh, and he tells Maureen, and she's like, yeah, I want to come as well. So they go, and they meet the photographer who is Juju's little sister from middle school, Shinju, who's a 5'10 behemoth. Just a, a girl. <laughs> Which is... Great, highly developed for highly developed for her age. Let's put it that way. Yeah. What is what is Marine call them? Your your something bags. Your your bazongas. Didn't she call them like your bazongas yes. are going crazy? Oh, that's not in the, that's not in the sub. Yeah, you yeah. got great. She she points out you got great big bazongas. 
Well, she at during the lunch, she her breakfast, she's like, I man, you are huge. I wish I could have been that. And she's referring to her height. Yes. Right. That's right. Gojo's like, <laughs> and Gojo's don't like, say anything about that. <laughs> All right. So they, they, they meet up with her. Oh, I guess we should talk. What do you guys think about Shinju? We didn't really do Juju either, did we? We just kind of complained about that scene. I apologize. I've been distracted. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Juju and Shinju together. What do you guys think of them? Um, uh, Inui, th- I think, is. Which one? They're fine. both Inui. That's their last name. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Shinju. Uh, I think Shinju's fine. I actually kind of like her character. She has a small arc where she kind of breaks out of her shell a bit to connect with her sister. I think that's cute. Um, Juju is irritating that becomes endearing, I think. Um, I, I thought the, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but the whole, like, <laughs> I'm going to get you arrested, uh, be, because you, you saw me was a little much, but, um, besides that, she, you know, she just kind of has this aloof, I'm better than you personality and it kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but I did like that she had to kind of break her own barriers when it came to like the creepy hospital that they were taking photos in. Um, and also, you know, just like the whole making friends thing, I thought was well done. It was good writing. Part of me was a little bit sad that they even included them just because it didn't feel like they were needed. And I didn't like the direction that it's going with Juju. The harem. Yeah. And and the fact that she's like she's reacting so much like, oh, she went to an all girls private school. So when he touches her hand, she passes out, you know, <laughs> I I just, I don't know. I don't really want to see the competition between those two because that's always the part of relationship shows that romance shows that I just, I never like is when there's going to be some kind of falling out or testing the strength of the relationship with things like that. Um, but for what they brought to the table, I thought, I thought it was, uh, interesting. Um, Shinju seemed more like a mom. <laughs> than anything else to me every time she was in a scene i was like they brought their mom with them that's so nice (laughs) because she's got the whisper voice and everything and she's so much taller and she just looks older um Mm -hmm. so yeah (laughs) um where else they kind of went with them was just they almost felt gimmicky because of that backward backwards flip thing like if they didn't have that i think it might have been they might have been a little bit less annoying to me but the fact that they had that like the older one is super tiny and the younger one is super giant just made the whole thing feel like a gimmick every time i saw him yeah so um yeah i guess i liked like the character's personalities but i i agree almost everything with jeremy said i don't like the the harem competition thing where it's going for i have no interest in that in the story and i don't want a character that i'm liking i don't want to see them suffer so Mm. boo to that and i didn't (laughs) i didn't like the lolly but she's old and looks old so we're still gonna do some fan service stuff with her but she's middle school um yeah i could have done without the gimmick I I I'd like the personalities though. I'll say 
I really like the idea of like Juju kind of being this stuck up, um, shy uh, cosplayer who who actually did some introvert stuff. They even said like after the photo shoots, like she, uh, that was that was exhausting for me. I don't really want to do that again. But just like when I actually go to social events, I do have fun and I want to do them again. I just need time in between and downtime to recover. Yeah. I am a well-functioning adult. I just I don't <laughs> want people thinking that like I have issues. This is very normal for introverts. I I mean, are you normal? No, god. <laughs> I do an anime podcast. Come on, guys. <laughs> um yeah, so like the characters, don't like how they're being used almost in any way. Now let's talk about them. Um, they decide to go scout out a location. It's a hospital. It's a creepy abandoned hospital. For Apparently it's a studio you rent. Is that a real thing? Can you just like rent out abandoned buildings? People keep abandoned buildings for renting? No, no I, idea. I have no, no clue. Okay, well... <laughs> It was weird to me. Yeah, it was like uh, what sixty bucks an hour or something like that. Yeah, we yeah, we get a scene with uh, Gojo finding Juju when she's scared, and they talk about their dreams. Her dream is to become a magical girl. His dream is like to actually have a profession, but they're the same. <laughs> <laughs> but he take he's inspired by her, and he takes her hand, and she passes out because you know boys and never touched a boy before, and he's so nice. I did like the joke of and her, you know, and she's her brain short circuited. It shows a plug being unplugged from the wall, and she just collapses. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, and the next next half of this episode, we see Marine take Gojo to the beach. I I love the scene. Um, probably one of my like I've mentioned already, this is kind of what solidified the characters really in my head. The relationship um, really comes together here. She takes him to the beach randomly. He's like, "Why are we here? It's too cold." She's like, "It's July. <laughs> it's We're done school. with school. School's over. Go to the beach." And he's like, "She's so random and free. She's eating a burger. Gets stolen by a seagull. <laughs> he he helps chase the seagull away. She goes splashing into the water and convinces him to come. And he." goes into the water and it has that where the tide comes in and your feet sink in the sand. He's like, this has never happened. I've never been to the beach. And realizing I probably should have gone to the beach. I should have done things <laughs> with my life. Um, luckily, I'm not an old man realizing this. <laughs> uh, she goes to the beach and or back to their like blanket and sees him in the water and thinks about how much again she gushes like oh my god I love her so much she's so cute oh my god but then like really sees him in the shining sun and takes a photo of him and and I just loved every part of this it just showed her layers showed their relationship um, showed the theme of this anime this is a perfect scene I could have skipped like four episodes of the Juju stuff and just had this and I would have been yeah. so happy yeah. Although I got to note that like his approach to dealing with the bird was giving the bird something. Yeah, oh, yeah, so, that, that bird's coming so, back. Right, but like again, pushover. He's still a pushover, even with the bird. He's a pushover. Uh, he's not changing yet. Uh, he falls in the water because of the sea seaweed. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Also, they're going to spend all summer together, and then both makes them very happy. 
she shows off the swimsuit she bought for the cosplay. And oh no, she's mad. Yeah, we need yeah. to explain. She is mad because she texted him a photo of her in the swimsuit. And his I response, internal dialogue, is a lot <laughs> happened after she sent that photo. <laughs> and I almost applauded right there. Like, good for you, yep. anime. I know you've, you've already made that joke, but good yep. for you. Yep. Because yep. 15 year old boy's got a 15 year old boy. That's yep. right. <laughs> uh, they use glue to make the gemstone for the cosplay. Uh, Marine actually makes it. And she talks about how happy she is to be useful. And again, that's just another connection they have because that's how he's kind of felt this whole time. He feels useful for the first time ever. Um, Juju tries on her outfit, and she's trading notes with Go- Gojo. And and Marion's like, "I want to sound professional." And she's like, "The thingy, majiggy into the it's insane, zippity. <laughs> super insane. It's a super mega yeah, yeah. insane. It's insane. Yep, that's right. Yeah." Uh, yeah, then they go to sh- the day of the photo shoot, and it's a heavy monsoon, but they're going to shoot anyway, but Gojo has is missing, and so is the photographer. And then they walk in, and Shinju is also going to cosplay. She's playing as the older brother from the anime. And we get this long flashback, because they had asked her, do you want to cosplay? And she's like, no, I couldn't. And Gojo had got a flashback. Gojo's like, hey, I think you do. Let me help you. I'll do it on a budget. And they help her cosplay this brother who she's a big fan of because she's a little a little sister and really sees this big brother as her big sister. And so, really, the joke is she has huge. How's she gonna hide them? Taxiland. How do they hide them? They do come up with a way and they make her into the cosplay. She was worried. That's all it is. Gojo is just magic. Gojo is magic. No, they they said there was a special device, but I'll be honest, I didn't. A bee holder. I don't, yeah. I don't know what that is. I think it stands for boob holder. holder. That would make yeah. sense. <laughs> or that would do it. The or other more the regular other... word that twelve-year-olds yeah. don't use to describe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they do the photo shoot until the bee holder breaks. <laughs> uh, but under uh, the immense stress. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it goes well. And uh, you know, Juju really, you know, Marine does her poses perfectly, except for at one point she smiles too much because she's just having so much fun. And that kind of like reminds Juju, like this is this is something you do for fun. You know, mm-hmm. it's important. Um, then we see them talking about the photos. We see the sisters first, and then you know them committing to do more cosplay together. And then Marion and Gojo talking about them. <laughs> she, she finds out, yeah. yeah, her her first time being jealous because she oh, finds out he this. was he was alone with Shinju, and she's just gets the big puffy cheeks and has nothing to yell at him about. He knows he wouldn't do anything, but she's got the jealousy bug and just kind of swallows it down. Told, which tells me she, yeah, she knew exactly one hundred percent what she was doing when she went into his room alone because there would be she would have no reason to be jealous if it was just a normal thing she was oblivious to. Yeah, yeah. I, I think one of the reasons why I really love this is because when when you do get that jealousy bug, that you know that there's something you're jealous about. You actually do have a real relationship. So it solidified it even more than her. I love him repeatedly over and over again. You know, those are just words. But this is a real like it's the negative reflection of the positive emotions. And <laughs> I think that solidifies it more. Dichotomy of emotions. The dichotomy. 
<laughs> I had to get it in there somewhere. Yep. All right, so we see the next cosplay, which is really just like some bandages around the chest and around the crotch. I uh, seriously from... thought because it showed the it showed the mannequin and it had like you're saying some bandages. I thought that he was that's how he got the mannequin. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> what came on a it. little on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we see her showing him the video game character, and she's like, "Look at that underboob. It's great. <laughs> Dope. The underboob gives you dopamine." And he's that's like, "What?" It what? Says in English. Yeah. yeah. Oh, in, in the sub, it says that um, a healthy underboob will keep you healthy. Does it say anything about your soul? Maybe. Sounds familiar, but it didn't stick. Okay. I thought my daughter said something about it. It's good for the soul. But she could be remembering it wrong, yeah. too. No, I think I think she did say that. Um, And another part about it. Mm-hmm. English, yeah. Because I had already heard that the sign was different. But yeah, the English dub is... <laughs> under boob gives you dopamine <laughs> and uh so there she That's comes science. over to his, his house <laughs> in covered in bronzer to simulate a tan but then takes a shower there um he it's brings more fan service more fan service he mm. gives her his pe clothes to wear and then he's freaking out she's in the clothes that i wear touching her uh and then she lifts up to like measure her under boob no to clean up no. To add the tan Thank browns around. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Underboob was shown, and he's like, oh, dopamine. That's what, that's what he said in the dub. Yeah, he's like... <laughs> Real, basically realizing, I'm not sure I can do this. Yes. yes. Um, then she takes him clothes shopping. I love this scene, because it, it it broke... It's It subverted my expectations. <laughs> she takes him clothes shopping and she's putting him in the dumbest shirts, except for the one with the flames that actually that looked really right. good. And I think I had that shirt once. Um, <laughs> uh, so and, are you going to go to a drive dive or dive in? Exactly. <laughs> From the fifties and sixties. <laughs> Even the, the shopkeep is like, these look terrible, but she's like, it just shows her face getting like blue as she tries on each one. And then the final one, we finally hear her thoughts, which is, He's so hot in all of them. And he's like, these are terrible. She makes him try on a matching t-shirt with her. And and I, the line I posted to our Twitter, do you like it? I like it. <laughs> so good. Uh, but I no, was, uh, he likes to wear his robes. Mm-hmm. I, I sure was connecting with the shopkeep when he was like, man, she can't be with that, uh, that nerd, can she? <laughs> um, He gets stressed out. And then he tells her at, when they're on their way home, I'm not going to take part in this cosplay. Mm-hmm. And she, and I thought, like, oh, here's, like, the the drama of I'm not going to tell you why. And then we're going to have to figure out and how to communicate. But, nope, he tells her right away, it's too much skin. I can't handle it. And mm-hmm. she agrees, okay, that's too much skin. I, I did appreciate wear that. It. And yeah. I'll wear it at home, and I'll send pictures to you if you want. JK. Yeah, <laughs> totally but not, not really. <laughs> Yeah, I thought this was the second scene that really made their relationship, made at least her idea of of what she wanted out of this relationship seem more adult and serious and real. Because everything so far had just been so free-spirited and so silly and so spontaneous that I wasn't really confident that she had anything more than just momentary you know, infatuation with him, um, especially because 
he's being so nice and he's being so useful. Um, he could very easily be friend zoned, but when she reacted to his uncomfortableness by actually deciding not even to wear it in public at all, um, I thought that was an incredibly mature thing to do, and it showed that she cared more about him than she did about her spontaneity and doing what she wanted to do. And that's a very, very important thing for both sides of the relationship. So, speaks volumes for there being a possible relationship in the future. Listen. Um, in the next one, they they go to a manga cafe and she shows them a character in a manga that she really wants to cosplay. Um, and they talk about Slice of Life, which I found really interesting because it's something we tend to avoid despite watching this anime. Uh, about like why you wa- would watch Slice of Life. Yeah. The warm, it's the warm, fuzzy feelings before bed that you need. Yeah. I like that. I never I can, thought of it I can that I understand way. that concept. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's it's a Zen anime. <laughs> like it's supposed to calm you down, I, no conflict, no nothing. I love this comic that she shows him. It is so funny. <laughs> the, because of the title? Pa- no, I laughed at every panel, oh, like series of panels he read. I was really? Just, really? Yeah, I thought they were I thought they were hilarious. But you Oh, that's right, because you love Chibi. No. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, the situation dark. was funny where she's oh. singing him a lullaby and then she falls asleep I thought that was cute yeah, yeah. yeah. another Jimmy <laughs> I love the title I will come out the, and say it the title the title got me I, I almost applauded the, the anime for thank you for calling this out it's so stupid yep um, mm. anyway the problem he, he agrees to do it even though it's a very underdressed character again, but it's a chibi character, and he realizes you also can't see most of the costume because their hair covers it. He has to imagine what it would look like for real. So that's a big issue that they have to deal with this episode, and eventually she tells him, hey, no, that's that's all cosplay. We are interpreting something that's not real and trying to make it real. Good job. Now we need to talk about her studio. So she rents out a studio to do the photo shoot in and studio, (laughs) Studio. not a studio. (laughs) It is a place you can rent by the hour Mm. uh, and you can do shoots in if you want. Yeah. And it has that all important bed from the, uh, from the chibi manga. She rents a love hotel. So they're in a love hotel together. Um, I love that he turns on the TV, sees what's on the TV in a love hotel, turns it off while she's getting changed, and then turns, turns it back, it back on. on. Thank you for understanding what a 15-year-old <laughs> boy would do. He would instantly turn it off and then be like, "What? Well, I could turn it back on. <laughs> yes. And I love that he also turns the volume down completely. Yeah. And then he like watches for a few seconds and he's like, okay, no, I can't do anymore. <laughs> yep. uh, that was great. They do a photo shoot in in this hotel, and eventually he comes up with the idea, like, I need to get a first-person view of you singing me a lullaby, so climb on top of me, and I'll shoot. Both of them are so into the photo shoot, they don't realize the compromising position they've been put in, and then they do realize, and... Hijinks ensues. I actually think I wrote that. Precarious situation happens. Yep. Um, Honestly, though... Probably one of my favorite ones. Not one I'd want to have anyone else in the room while I watch. <laughs> anyway, my <laughs> wife. The, she can be there. Let's just say the tension <laughs> rises. 
Yes. And yes. It, it was very good. I just want to say it was good tension. I found this to be very Huh, what is that boy? Well, oh, good. <laughs> they leave the Love Hotel very flustered. I don't like that they don't address it at all. Yeah. I I thought this was a moment or a chance for maturity because of how close they were. And then it's just, yeah, just the subjects dropped. Well, they don't discuss it, but I did like that both of them in their own way dealt with the fact that they got so close. Like she's in the corner going, Oh my God, that was too close. And he's in on his bed, beating his face in with his fist. I don't know what he's doing with the other hand, but he's, you know, they're clearly clearly both dealing with it. When you need some clarity. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's got to think straight. Uh, But like I said before, I'm very much, very much a 15 year old situation. You are the age where your body says yes. And your brain saying no. And sometimes your brain stops talking. Mm hmm. You know, uh, one of the best pieces of advice I've ever heard. When one when one head gets soft, the other one gets hard. No, so, no. <laughs> just saying. Keep in mind Podcast which one. M for mature. <laughs> if it wasn't already. That definitely feels it. Okay. I haven't heard that one. Final episode. There's fireworks outside his window. Marie needs help. She hasn't done her homework, and her father has grounded her from going to firework festivals. She really wants to go. And she needs help with ribbons at the same time, for some reason. Yeah. He help, he's helping with the ribbons, but then he's also helping with the homework. They decide to watch a horror movie. It wasn't, but it definitely looked like Texas Chainsaw Horror, <laughs> or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, but also, I love the animation on the horror movie. It looked so good. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Wow. Uh, yeah. And then she gets her homework done, and he's like, "She's like, thank God there wasn't math." He's like, "There was math," and she realizes she's left most her homework at school. So they have to go to school in the summer. They get in trouble, but they get the homework. And then while they're leaving, she wants to check out the pool, the school pool, because she's never got to see it. And she falls in. And he has to save her because she can't swim. Because she can't swim, even though she goes to the beach all the time. Mm, just to eat and socialize. But he knows how to swim, even though he's never been to the beach. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> they are. They're a perfect match, guys. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Ah. Uh, Min-max. That's the point. They have sex maca. There you go. She gets all her homework done. They go to a firework festival. He very much enjoys seeing her in a yukata. And mm. she notices he likes the back of her neck, so she's always making sure he can see it. I love that scene. That was very yep. funny. And then they watch the fireworks, and he's in awe, and he's thinking about, like, I've missed fireworks. Like, I've always seen them outside my window, but it's true. It's different when you're underneath them. And, and, and to me, this is him realizing my life has grown thanks to her, because he turns mm-hmm. and looks to her next, and he's just staring at her. She looks back and stares at him and sticks out her blue tongue. And I laughed <laughs> very hard. Yep. That was that was a cute moment. And he's like, why is your tongue blue? Because I ate blue, whatever. And I then, see or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has to carry her home because her shoes didn't fit right and, and her feet are all torn up. So he has to carry her on his back home. And she says, next year we'll do this better. And he's like, we get, we're going to hang out next year. And she's like, yeah, we're going to have a great year. And you think that's the end of the anime because the credits play, but that's not the end of the anime. 
the last scene is actually she has watched the sequel to the horror movie by herself and is now freaked out. She was the one who was scared before. He was like, costumes are amazing. <laughs> she look at the special she, effects. So she's like, uh-huh. just stay on the phone with me while while I get more comfortable. And this is also an early relationship move that I, I've done. Just being on the phone till you fall asleep. Even if we're not talking, even if it's just I remember I remember that move. Um and then when he falls asleep, she says, I love you, and that's the coward. Movie. Yes, coward. <laughs> and, admittedly, like I said, I enjoy an- relationship animes that are about when the relationship has started, getting to that point where they both confess, and also just confess. But when I was 16, 17, starting to date my, is now my wife, that took a long time. So I can't be too judgmental, even though now as a 40 year old man, I'm like, no, just communicate and share your feelings. <laughs> this will be so much easier. But I could have said that to myself back then, too. So, yeah. And how much is this therapy to bill? Great. <laughs> All right, let's go to our final reviews. Jeremy, why don't you start us off? What did you think? Um, it's, I mean, it's, I, it's definitely what I expected. Everybody was praising it, so I knew it was going to be good. It's not in my wheelhouse, but um, the animation is great. the The writing, I think, is really good. Um, the characters are interesting. It's playful. It's silly. It's nostalgic. Uh, I gotta give it a high three. Wow. Okay, that's lower than I thought. All right, Jason, let's <laughs> see where your interview comes in. Um, I agree with most of the things Jeremy just said, and I don't like those things. Um, <laughs> I don't like silly. I don't like the unrealistic blossoming relationship. Like I liked the relationship we saw in Love After World Domination better. And I think just because it was a further along relationship uh, where there was like committal, the the animation was beautiful. The music was good. The tons of good story beats. The there, there was some depth like Troy was saying. Um, I just didn't end up liking a lot of the characters and it might be my own taste. It might be scars from when I was 15. I don't know. Uh, So I'm just, I'm going to give it a, I'm just going to give it a three because like, I can't justify a two, uh, even though I didn't really like the characters or the direction, but there's just so much good about it that, uh, yeah, just a, just a three. Okay. Honestly, yours makes sense to me. Jeremy shocks me. (laughs) He came to the same point as you with all his praise. That's fine. I almost um, feel like I should kick it up to a low four instead, because I'm right there straddling the line, and I don't know if I want to be in the same number category with you right now. <laughs> so I'm, I'm fine. Let's move to a two. No, oh God, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm going with a four. Okay. Uh, I do think objectively, this is a good anime animation. I think characters that praise the characters. Um, at least the main characters and well comedy there's a lot I saw of real 15 year old Troy I think it it nails uh, or just real life those, those early years of trying to fall in love it's definitely not 
my taste. I do like romance, but I like a little more story with it. This is like this is like eating just pure frosting, whereas I like to have some cake with it. Uh, I'm much more invested in your and Lloyd's romance in Spy Family than this one, even though it's not as nearly as focused on them. Um, and that's probably why. Uh, I also think I kind of more not more enjoyed. This is about the same as Love After World Domination for me, but I did like seeing, again, the relationship after it starts versus getting up to the start. It's just where I find more interesting. So personal taste and maybe some issues with the Juju and Shinju characters are really my only complaints about this. Even my early complaints about Gojo get taken care of by the anime itself. So a four for me. I'd even say a high four. It's just because of personal taste, I can't go to five. All right, that wraps up. We did it, guys. <laughs> we learned a lot about ourselves, about our bodies, and now we're ready to go to generic fantasy anime. We are watching Woo! Dawn of the Witch Back next. Back in our wheelhouse. Back into our <laughs> wheelhouse. There's going to be spells. There's going to be fan service, but no Woo! emotional baggage to go with it. Thank goodness. I have no actually no idea what what's, it's about. I I read the synopsis. I actually it was it, one of the things I had thought about picking myself when it was my pick. Um, so I it should be fun to watch, and we'll talk about it in our next episode. If you have thoughts on my dress up darling that are better than ours, please do share. You can reach <laughs> us on our Twitter at Baka Podcast. You can. Reach us on our website, theanimebakaclub.com, or leave a comment wherever you found this podcast, and it'll get back to us. Thank you guys so much for listening and letting us unload our burdens upon oh you. <laughs> so much TMI. <laughs> In so many different Troy, ways. Yep. Troy, you're just going to beat it out of us. I don't know. Yep. Yep. Does anyone need a <laughs> tissue? <laughs> All right, let's say goodbye. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, Anara.